Recorded live. All right, guys, we're going to start a little early today. Um, I got a call that, that uh, y'all need to hear. So what's going to happen is I'm going to let this guy talk for a while, and he's going to he's going to tell you what happened to him. And here we go. All right. Dan, are you there? Hey, boys. Hey, what's going on? All right. Um, now, you've been, you were in jail in November for like a whole host of charges, and you're awaiting a trial for June, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it was actually it was okay. actually in September 14th, and it was okay. really crazy. Okay, now, now, what I want you to do is I just want you to tell them your story. I'm going to back off, and I'm just going to let you talk. You want me okay. to bring up the whole? You want me to bring up yeah, the whole thing where they held me over just, for just, two and a half months just to throw me in the uh, uh, mental hospital? No, no, don't even. I mean, yeah, you can do all that stuff. Just, just paint a background of what happened and then what happened a week ago. Yes, yeah, so first got pulled. Happened. Yeah, first got pulled over back uh, December. It was in December, I think, of 2016. So they had set a. A hearing up for the first part, like January 2017, and at that point, I mean, none of the none of the new stuff had been uh, developed. But um, anyways, I kept on continuing it. They kept on continuing it. Um, ultimately, they wouldn't honor my disability accommodations under American Disabilities Act Amendments Act. So I had spoke with the the lead coordinator um, for ADA at the state level, the Secretary of State, and she said, and this, was, this came from the actual uh, Secretary of State ADA coordinator's office, that it did not have to show up for the uh, 24 February 2017 uh, court hearing. Anyways, they issued a fail to appear uh, for that hearing, and there was a bunch of citations. I mean, there was suspended driver's license, no insurance, no registration, uh, no plates, uh, I mean, you name it. I mean, it, it, you know, he even tried to write me up for reckless operation and no turn blinker and no inspection sticker, just all, all, all the, all, all of everything that we could possibly get uh, a citation for. So, anyways, um, I wound up getting picked up uh, at the place where I was living on September fourteenth, uh, two thousand seventeen, and I got. Uh, held over for two and a half months uh, on a motion for the Commonwealth Attorney's Office, you know, just because the Commonwealth Attorney's Office had put a motion in on a case to have me uh, try to have me declared incompetent. So they wanted to send me to the state hospital here, which is Eastern State Hospital, uh, to do the alleged evaluation. So during the first hearing, where I had went up in front of a judge, I had told him about my special accommodations as a disabled American. And they they didn't honor it. And I had filed I had filed all that paperwork onto the record of the case long long before back in January of 2017. So they had plenty of opportunity, but they still disregarded all that anyways. But um, so during that first hearing with the judge, uh, while I was in a jail suit, um, on or about would have been approximately the 18th of September, approximately about four days after they had brought me to the jail. Um, the, 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 the judge, um, had asked me if I wanted to have, uh, to be represented and I said, yeah, sure. You know, 
So they they appointed a uh, court appointed attorney, and um, and then in, instantaneously right after that, that's when they said, well, now we're going to have to you know send you to the state hospital to see if you're competent to stand trial and stuff. So anyway, that's a little bit of the of, of the background. So I didn't get sent to the state hospital, and, and the public defender, aka court appointed attorney, was really really ugly with me and actually yelled at me when he came and visited visited me at the jail and told me I had to sit down and listen to everything he had to say and stuff. And it was just really, really super crazy. But um, I told him I only did afternoon appointments anyway. <laughs> I said, if you want to schedule something with me, give me a call, call the jail. I'm sure they'll help you get a hold of me. Um, but um, he didn't like any of that. Second time he came to visit me, I told him I said, you're fired. But uh, um, they wound up sending me to the uh, state hospital on the 29th of November and then um, within 48 hours, the forensic psychologist had um, given me the green light and said, I don't even know why they sent you here. So, um, and I had other nurses there, had RN, registered nurses say the same thing. Um, so it took them a few days to do the paperwork and they discharged me from the hospital on December the 7th. But um, that's when, now getting into the good stuff here, um you and Carl had sent me uh the the different paperwork like the the writ of the writ of mandamus which was a judicial notice and you know all the things about the subrogation um I mean y'all had to mail that into me obviously I, I didn't get get a chance to go watch videos or read any of that from the website or listen to the calls but it was really interesting lay, laying there in the bed inside the room there and just reading it and trying to put all the pieces of the puzzle together and, and it started making sense. So, so I, uh, oh, I did, and I did that. Uh, uh, the letter to the public defender, uh, uh, you know, noticing the public defender, aka court-appointed attorney, on the on all the different uh, treaties, you know, the Nuremberg and the Vienna and Geneva Conventions, and all the other stuff that the United States has signed on to. So, um, so when I sent that out, I mean, he. Uh, the public defender had sent me that, and I, and I emailed that to you. So if you want to post that to the website or email or share that with other people, feel free to just send it out to whoever you want to send it out to. But just like you said, uh, you know, it, <laughs> the, that, that public uh, that public defender, I think his name was like um, Terry, yeah, um, resigned from the case in um, less than 48 hours. So it was really it was really cool because that 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 court appointed attorney would you know really tried really hard to scare me, even told me at one point that I was stuck with them. You know, I was just like, man, they're really going to try to get me you know declared incompetent. You know, so um, I was fortunate though that there were good people there at the hospital um, doing a good job. So all that all that actually worked out in my favor. <laughs> so now I've got a whole team of people at a state hospital that think I'm competent. So that's most probably a good thing in today's society, anyways. So then he's moving moving back into filing paperwork. At the same time, when I sent that letter out to the public defender, I had sent that a public defender letter to the judge, the presiding judge on the case, just like you had said. And I'd sent the presiding judge letter as well too. And then. Um, the, the you know the notice of subrogation and then of course this you know the thing about surrendering which was built into the public defender letter and the presiding judge letter 
and then of course that notice and writ of claim uh, in SA, uh, it, you know, for the estate Kuwait under penalty of perjury. Uh, do you recall that, Boris? Do you recall that? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I do recall that. Um, okay. Okay. So, so, so I sent, I sent, I sent the the writ. The first, the first writ, which which talked about the subrogation, the public defender letter, the presiding judge letter, the claim in essay, or in the nature of, because you said essay meant in, in the nature of, of the estate, you know, the first, middle, last, the estate. And what was the fifth thing I sent? Oh, the motion for due process. <laughs> How could we forget that, right? <laughs> so, so, and that was just beautiful. Oh, and then obviously walking in there, so, so. So when I when I filed when I mailed all that I mailed everything out on the eighth because um, I had there was a bunch of case numbers that I had to write the case numbers on everything because I think there was like eight different case numbers um, I'd gotten a letter back from the public defender on the tenth of January so I sent everything out on the eighth and then I didn't get it back on the tenth actually I saw the postmark it was dated for the tenth I had gotten it like four or five six days later or whatever it was and then. Right around the 29th, there was another, you know, the, all of a sudden, you know, they wanted to see me. So they woke me up that morning and told me that I was going to court that day. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to court that day. Okay, great. So so all all day long until I got to the hearing at like 2 o'clock, I just kept on reading through the documents because I knew as soon as that I walked into that courtroom, I already knew that it was basically going to be like a uh, kind of a quick draw you know, old west style, you know, up in front of the judge kind of a little thing, you know, where they're just gonna talk really super fast, you know, like, what's your name? How do you plead? You know <laughs> they always do that. So I kept on reading everything over and over and over and over again all day long. Especially that part on the um website. I had printouts of the website where um, you know, y'all first you had first posted the whole thing with the motion for due motion for civilian due process and everything. So yeah. I kept on reading that. Kept on re reading Ezekiel 34. Just kept on reading the motions to myself, and I said, okay, I'm only going to get one shot at this when I walk in there because they really do, you know, treat it like a quick draw. Like whoever's fastest with their word wins or something, you know. So I was like, well, when I walk in there, I know he's going to ask me uh, my name, or he's going to say, are you, you know, first, middle, last. So when I when 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 I when I walked in there, I, I said, I grant the court, uh, I grant, I grant the court my name and trust. My name is First Middle, and then I said, I want my interest back with my name at the end of this matter. Um, and and then he said, Don't play games with me, uh, Mr. Darrett. You know, he he said, <laughs> he said, he said. Uh, What's the what's the whole name? So I just went ahead and said the whole name, first, middle, last, you know, and um, and then and then that's when the, the judge moved into you know uh, on the suspended driver's license thing. How do you want to how do you want to plead? And I and and that and I, I instantaneously started started uh, saying the Lord's prayer just like you talked about out loud mm -hmm. as fast as I could because I figured at some point he was going to interrupt me or whatever. So when I got to the part where yeah, our Father who art in heaven, I love you, and the kingdom come, the will be done in earth. Give us this day. I think it's give us this day our daily bread. I think is when he uh, motioned to one of the sheriff's officers 
Yeah, yeah, because he kind of moved his body first, and then he said, get him out of here. That's what the judge said. The judge said, get him out of here. But I just kept on saying the Lord's Prayer. I just kept on going with the script, you know. And um, I had got through the whole whole Lord's Prayer before they had gotten me out of the room. But, I mean, there was, our, there was like the, – the first things first, the courtroom was, was, was full with people the first time they brought me in there. And they had asked me to waive my right to a lawyer. And I was taking my time, and I was reading the paper that they had handed to me. And I wouldn't, I wasn't signing it immediately. So they said, "Well, make him wait over over there." So they took me back into the back room and made me wait there. And then the sheriff's officer actually came back with uh, a pen and just told me to go ahead and sign it if I was going to sign it. And so I signed it back in there. So they, when they brought me back out, the the courtroom was empty, and there had been a bunch of people in there. So I don't know how they emptied the courtroom that fast, but maybe they maybe they decided to move the court proceeding to a different room or whatever in the building. I've seen them do that before, but um, there was more than enough people in there to last the rest of the afternoon. So I'm not quite sure what happened, but uh, but when I when they brought me back in there, um. The sheriff's officer, a.k.a. bailiff, had handed the judge that, that waiver that I had signed for the, the attorney. Now, I did sign that all unalienable rights retained without recourse, and then I put the living soul, you know, the L.S. after yeah. after my name. Um, and uh, and the judge said, hey, sign this again. And I, and I thought it was, oh, I didn't, oh, that's, I, that's what I forgot to do. I actually forgot to put the L.S. on it, so I kind of had wondered there at a split second. Uh, as to whether or not the judge was trying to help me out, because um, I had signed everything else as a living soul. I put the LS, a comma, space, and then L dot, S dot, after everything that I had sent in previously back on January the 8th. So he handed that back to me. I handed it back to him. Actually, I say no, this, the bailiff didn't hand that to me. The judge actually handed it to me. So he didn't even use the bailiff to hand me the uh, the waiver for the lawyer. He 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 handed that directly to me and I handed it directly to him back. And I thought that that was really interesting. I had never had that happen to me before. So, um, and that's, uh, when the thing proceeded where, uh, well, did he ask me my name first? I don't remember. Uh, but, but at some point we got to the thing with, with the name and, and, and then he, you know, he asked me how I wanted to plead, and then that's when I started reading the Lord's Prayer. And then next thing I knew, you know, he was saying, get him out of here. And I was like, oh, oh shoot, you know, what a, you know, I don't know what's getting ready to happen, you know. So I didn't panic, though. I, I had been reading, you know, re- rereading everything all day long. I was like, well, I ain't going to worry about this at this point. So, so anywho, I got grabbed by the arms and kind of shoved through the door. But right through, right before they shoved me through the door, I had the read. I read the first part of the uh, of the writ of, you know, the judicial note of writ of mandamus. Uh, I had I said I'm ready to enter a plea. <laughs> so anywho, getting through the rest of the, the story here, and hopefully in a less than uh, maybe not just 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 another couple of minutes, I think I can get this finished up. Um, I had to go wait back in that room, and then I, I was in I was in shackles. I wasn't in handcuffs. So my hands were free, uh, so I got escorted back to the other holding room that they had first brought me to when when you know when they, when they had gotten us out of the van, and we sat in there for just a little just a little while, and uh, 
one of the guards had told me, you know, you must have did something wrong. You must have spoken out of order or something like that because they rushed you out. Or now it was just like I, nobody ever handed me the rules of court, so I don't know. I don't know what I could have done wrong, but I don't think I've done anything wrong. So, so the transport van just happened to already be there. I don't know. I don't think that has anything to do with the, the coincidences that are going on or, or whatever. But um, so. So they go ahead and bring me and, and the other guy out to uh, the uh, the van, but then we're sitting there and we're waiting. And I'm like, well, this is odd. Last time we were here, we weren't sitting here and waiting for 10, 15 minutes, you know. And I'm just like, okay, what are we sitting here and waiting for, you know? And the two, you know, the driver guard and the passenger guard are up front, and they're not saying anything to us. And we're like, what are we waiting on, you know? And they're not saying anything to us. So. So anywho's um that same sheriff's officer walks up to the back side of the van and opens up the door and he asks me with two papers in his hand now, he asks me if I've got what my uh what my address is. Well I'm like, Well, I don't I don't have an address. Uh I can give you a post office box to a friend of mine, he's like, No, that's okay. Um, do you have a telephone number? And I'm like, No, I I don't have anything working right now, and he and then and then he hands me these two papers, and I emailed those two papers to you. That was the one that had some yellow highlights on it with a hundred and eleven dollars or something. He didn't ask me to sign anything, and he said, "Have a good day." So I get back to the I get back to the prison, and um, they tell me within a couple of hours that they're releasing me, and I'm thinking like, okay. I don't know what just happened, you know, because nobody told me at the court that I was being released or anything. But I was like, well, whatever. So what, you know, being released, I guess that's all that really matters. So so they made me wait for like about four hours from like around five o'clock once they had told me to around nine or nine thirty. And, and then they told me that I had to go in front of a magistrate for a bond. And I thought to myself, well, I guess the case is not over. I don't know what to think at this point. So. So the magistrate that was on duty that night on video looked at my paperwork, I guess, and uh, I don't know. He said he just didn't want to mess with it or whatever. I, I don't I don't know. So they made me wait until Thursday morning of what was it like? Was that the 1st of February, I guess, or the 31st of January or whatever mm-hmm. it was? And uh, and um, I uh, – was in front of that that magistrate, and that's when I had seen some paperwork about the about the alleged fail to appear the F, the FTA that took place um, back on approximately the 24th of February 2017. That's where I was telling y'all about uh, the head ADA coordinator uh, for Virginia saying that I didn't have to show up for that court date because my disability accommodations, which are referred to as special accommodations under the disability law, said that, you know, okay, well, this is not together yet, and the clerks should have done something about this. And I actually had uh, Carl on the phone with me, and this woman, Donna, told told both – actually, Carl was doing all the talking. I was actually just in the background because I didn't, I didn't feel like being pushed around anymore, but um, uh, I've, got, I've got PTS from automobile collision, but – but you know, she said Donna said that I didn't have to show up for the court hearing. So, uh, but it, they issued the fail to appear anyway. So that's what they're that's that's what they're trying to bring me back to court on on the 28th of this month is the is the fail to appear. And I guess that's why they issued 
at this point, I think that's why they issued that $1,000 unsecured bond or whatever. So, so I didn't play around with that. I just went ahead and signed it by and then, you know, lowercase first middle and then put the LS after it, you know, the initials for living soul. I didn't do any all unalienable rights retained without recourse. But like, if, if this is my way out of here, then I'm just getting out of here and I'll have to deal with whatever later on. Yeah. Because they were really mistreating me in there. Uh, but um, but that's kind of the small uh, it's it's the the small part of the story, I guess. All right, kind of a- dude. All right. Um, <laughs> all I know is I wanted to get your story out there because it shows that how you've adapted to it all. You understood yeah. it internally, and you adapted to what was being thrown at you. Um, you did everything. I, I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you should be proud of yourself. I know I'm proud of you for listening and for taking all considerations, but I also know that, you know, when we talked on the phone, you made sense that it was all, you know, Ezekiel 34 and the new shepherd, and, and, and it's, all, it's all biblical principles. Your works are your paper. Your paper works, and you make it work by standing on the rock and the faith. And that's exactly what you did. So, I mean, that's why I wanted to get this on on tape so people could see that it's not... Your paperwork doesn't talk for you. You still have to be... You still have to stand on the rock and still just demonstrate the faith. And that's, that's the beauty of it all. Yeah, when that judge told me, I mean, it's just phenomenally cool. What happened to you? I mean, I mean, it sucks that you went through all the stuff you did. I know we tried to do getting you medical care through the through uh, calling in internment camps and stuff like that. And I have a feeling that that kind of contributed to everything because we were approaching it that way, right? I mean, we wrote on the little request forms that, "Hey, man, oh, I'm yeah. in your internment camp. I need help." Oh, I need yeah. Help. Yeah, I did all the requests for the uh, Army field manuals. I, I actually spoke directly to the warden twice. I spoke to the lieutenant colonel twice. The chaplain, the chaplain in the prison, told me that I was a marked individual, and he he said that with a heavy heart. I mean, they were really, really messing with me. I mean, to the point where they were putting meat and egg in my food. I mean, I'm vegan, so you know, yeah, it's just really and that's easy. What they're, to that's they're going to engage in all that because you're being treated as a prisoner of war. I don't even when think they're come, treating us as POWs. I think they're treating us yeah, as yeah. disarmed enemy combatants. Yeah, I think I think that's what they're doing too. But it's also, and since you're 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 not a part of a declared army, the prisoner of war status doesn't even apply. So so I mean, they're really just hammering it to us by by doing these undeclared wars and all this all this side shit. And I mean, we're coming in peace, and they keep warring with us. And it's really, really getting to the point where we're going to have to shove it in their face. Yeah, Boris, it was so bad, man. Like I said, I'm a whiplash patient. These these people wouldn't even give me a Tylenol or an aspirin for pain for the first three months. Yeah. That's and, how bad and, I mean, They're, they're going to do that stuff to us. And, and I don't – and, you know, the only thing I can think of is is, is you will be persecuted – for your faith, but blessed are thee who are persecuted because you're standing on the faith. Therefore, they're not persecuting you. They're persecuting the Christ within you. Yeah. 
trying to beat it out of you to turn you back into a heathen. They wouldn't even let me go to the library, man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it gets bad. I mean, and, you know, me... I know, I know, we had, I know, we had, I know, we had contact, you know, over the, over the, over those months, and we would, we would talk like once or twice a month. Yeah, yeah, and, I had that know, opportunity. And, and, you know, with, with, with your buddy there, and, and with Eddie, and a couple other people. I don't know who else you were talking to, or, or what else you had in there, but all oh. I know is, is you understood the path you were taking. Oh yeah, and, uh, it made perfect I hope, sense. All I can hope for, all I can hope for, is that you know, in, in going through it, you, 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 all I was hoping for was, was that you were understanding, because I had no, I had no idea who you were when I first talked to you, or what what you knew, or anything like that. So I just kept it nice and simple, and kept it simple so when I could send Carl something, he could file for you if he didn't, if you couldn't file it, and and. That's how we worked it. I, I mean, it was yeah. limited conversation, yeah. limited access. You didn't have you didn't have access to all this other stuff. I mean, I know Carl. I know Carl printed off the website stuff like that and gave it to you, which was which I'm very thankful for. I hope you left it all in there for everybody. <laughs> and I'll, I'll well, I, I actually did leave. I actually did leave some of it behind, but not all of it. I, I want to get to a point because I made some contacts in there. Um, I got one guy in there right now who's on multiple suspended driver's license. He's most probably spent seven years out of his whole life behind, you know, bars because of suspended driver's license. So he's in there right now, and I told uh, I told him I said I'll ask Boris, you know, as soon as I can, what kind of paperwork we need to file onto the record of his case because I mean it's just like it just. You know what I mean? It's just it's seven years for a fucking suspended license. Do you? Even, all right, I've been I've been writing this up. I mean, I'm gonna go over this real quick. I mean, this right here is actually fucked up. Okay, this is the to administrate. All right, all right. The definition. First of all, the first definition I'm gonna read to you all is a definition of transportation from Merriam-Webster. All right. One, the active process of instance of being transported, transporting or being transported. Okay, that doesn't mean anything. Two, means of conveyance or travel one place to another. We all see that. Public, uh, B, public a conveyance of passenger and goods, especially for a commercial enterprise. That's what they're doing. Banishment to a penal colony. Wow. When you get the driver's license means we're being banished to a penal colony. When you sit there and get the driver's license, Although you need it to claim the vessel, it's still you're being banished to a penal colony because now you're taking the idol, the social security number, and yourself, and you're putting it all together. That creates the individual. This is what this is what I've been trying to go, go over. So you create the individual. That creates the person. That the individual is also a child or an infant. But it is. But when you're demanded to do something, you'll become a seaman because criteria one. Under the FLSA, which is Fair Labor Standards, an exempted a seaman must be subject to the or authority, direction, and control of the vessel's master, and the and the seaman's service must be directed to assist the vessel as a means of transportation. So, when you're demanded to do something, your evidence of one's service is directed to assist the vessel in transportation, and to administrate means to manage the servant or act as the manage, as the master or the viker. 
And administrate comes from the 16th century Latin administrat, which means manage, managed. And then Google showed me to go to administer. So I went to administer. And it says to minister. And it says, and from that point, it goes to minister. And minister oh, means. Wow. So a minister is a servant. And what they're doing is the 14th Amendment was ratified by the corporate civil authority because the Reconstruction Acts recognized two forms of government, one existing at the time of the act, which was the United States, Inc., as the Congress of the people walked out. So therefore, you have the corporate one coming back in. And the existing because of the act is the military. Thus, the 14th Amendment only applies to corporations or persons who are both residents of the state and, and of the federal corporation. Thus, the state is the trustee of the corporations, and the federal is the viker of for, or the viker for the beneficiary of the living kings of the people. So the United States is supposed to act as the viker of the United States of America or the people of the kingdom themselves united. And when you king, um, kingdoms of themselves united, so when you go look up viker, it's vice. So vice means a substitute in Latin or or a vic, which is change. So a viker as a representative or deputy or substitute or anyone acting in the person of or agent of a superior. So what they're saying is you're agent for the superior for the United States because you're nothing but bandage to a penal colony. And this is how they're tricking us. They're demanding you get all these licenses and then punishing you for the fucking for fulfilling on it. So they're, we're, we're creating our own problems by not understanding the, what, what they're doing. And what it really means is they're, they're making you partake in a military operation against your country by making you an enemy of the state through that all-capital letter name. Because the all-capital letter name, according to the English dictionary, is, where we go here, is a fictitious name, a name of a dead person or a nom de guerre. A nom de guerre is a war name. That's a war name. A fictitious name is a counterfeit name. Pretend, pretended to be taken by a person differing in some essential from its true name. And an implication is meant to mislead. So when they're demanding you be that name, they're demanding that you deceive them so they can punish you. That's what they're doing. And, and the way you, the way you, you negotiate is, is through the way you did it because you have, to, you have to come in and basically say, look, I'm not dead and I'm not at war. Therefore, the only thing left is for you to declare me is for you to declare me both, and then treat me in an involuntary servitude, and that's what's going on. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if you say that name doesn't exist. They'll just put a. They'll just put a John Doe. They don't care. They did it to me. I didn't sign for the name. I. I the last time I was in, I was arrested over in Tampa. By By the way, if y'all want to get in mental health, go get arrested in Tampa. They give you a cool little turtle suit, and it's comfortable instead of a piece of paper, like Pinellas. But uh, that's what they did with me when I refused to sign the name. I, I did John Doe in the name of Jesus Christ. And, or, you know, all that shit like, like we were doing. So they'll just use John Doe against your ass. They'll just say you're John Doe. They'll just make, up, they'll just make it into a name so they can have someone because they're actually fulfilling on prison contracts and pensions. And that's what you're being used for. So you're being used to fulfill on prison contracts so they can have these for-profit prisons filled up to 95% capacity so their fucking fucking shareholders can get paid. Or they're being used as pensions so these judges and lawyers can get paid. 
and all these public servants. That's what they're doing. They're falsifying bounty contracts through forcing you into an involuntary servitude to be a name of war against the government. Therefore, they're forcing you to take military action against the government so they have belligerence, so, they, so we keep being reminded of how much we need them. Remember that V? I want it blasted on every radio, television show, everywhere. I want the people to remind it how much they need us. And that's what they're doing. And it's fucked up and it's bullshit. And this is why they fight what we're doing when, when, when they put you through all this shit because they know it's bullshit. It's just their conscience won't let them admit it because that means it breaks it down and now they're like, oh shit. That's why they fight it. They're fighting it. They're fighting the Christ within us, the peace, the peaceful one, the, peace, the ambassador within us. When we come through this, because like, dude, if you're going to declare me dead, you've already got my answer. It's in, it's in, the, it's in the verification and complaint. You're going to declare me at war. You've already got my answer because I just gave you judicial notice that I'm surrendering. Yeah. And now you're still taking military action against me. Why is this not a war crime? How is this not a war crime? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't go into. To, I mean, I listen to the Gloss guys and I listen to a lot of other people. And I don't agree with what they're doing because they're not addressing the issue that they're attempting to use you as insurance for their bullshit, which creates a natural use of position in your favor against them in your favor, according to divine God to do God's divine law and natural law. This is what this is what I've been I've been going over my website. That's why I don't care about all these arguments people bring up. That's why. Hallow's posting doesn't mean a damn thing to me what he just said uh, on the website. It doesn't mean a damn thing because all you're doing is saying something doesn't exist. Prove to me it doesn't exist. Especially when you got a sheet of paper that someone registered it. It registered on a piece of paper that the, that the administrators are going to use. And if you're going to say it doesn't exist, then you have to prove it doesn't exist. That's why I, I go against a lot of things people are saying, because you're all telling me what it's not. Okay, that's, that's fine. You can tell me whatever something is not. The sky is not blue. Prove it. The earth is not round. Prove it. Prove it. Because we just got Elon Musk who shot the damn thing up in space and recreated heavy metal that shows the earth in the background and shows it fucking round. Right. Prove it. Not through this, not through your fucking bullshit. All right? This is what we're getting to is, is if someone is going to tell me something doesn't exist or doesn't have, prove it. I want to see you prove to me that something doesn't exist. Because for you to say it doesn't exist means it has to exist to give you something to prove that doesn't exist. That's what it means. It's just like warring against them. Fighting for your, fighting for something means that something, Fighting for something means whatever you're fighting for, the opposite must already exist to give you something to fight for. And this is why we come to peace. Because all we're doing is just going, all right, fine, I accept whatever you do, now prove it. I accept it, whatever, prove it. Prove it, prove it, prove it. Prove it. What makes you think I have to fucking participate to prove it? Prove it. You should already have it done. It should already be there. You shouldn't call me a sovereign citizen because I demand proof. 
I don't know what the fuck the word means. It's not any yeah, act of Congress yeah. or law I can read. It's something they made up. Yeah, they yeah. they 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 did that to me. They they accused me of sovereign citizen. You know, I mean, I mean, that's what they're telling everybody. That's what they're doing with all this shit. Everybody's a sovereign citizen, so fine. Tell me what a sovereign citizen. Define it to me so I can read it somewhere. Show me where you got that information. Or is this just something you do to corrupt the blood of the people through libel and slander so they're not able to gain their estates back? Yeah. That's what it is. It's called corruption of blood through libel and slander. Remember, woe to ye lawyers as you have the keys, but you did not enter, but you deny others from entering. That's what they're doing. And I mean, you you walked it, dude. <laughs> you walked through it. You came out. You're, you're a brand you you born again now. You're born again into a new belief, a new faith, a new renewal of faith, a new person, a new man. Yeah, that's what it means to be born again is to shed off the old shit and embrace the new life. And the rest of the stuff you're going through, I mean, we'll, we'll find ways. We're, we're working on ways to get everybody, you know, set up where we can go into the we can, we have an access to the courts without without the attorneys and everybody else. And that's where the whole semen suit comes from. And we're we're working on the procedure to get the salvage operation done through the through the admiral of the navy or someone like that, maybe even coast guard, because those are the highest branches of the military. Those are the highest trustees in any room. I don't care what room you're in, the highest-ranking naval official will be the one in charge. Hmm. That's all there is to say. That is the only constitutional branch of the military. Everything else is two years, which is why you just got a two-year deal for a defense budget. They appropriate it so they keep the Army intact and keep martial law in place. And this is what they're warring with Trump over. The whole bullshit going on with the immigration and all this other stuff and the government shutting down is because they haven't got that two-year plan in place. Now they've got their little two-year plan in place to keep their martial law going. And Trump can't stop it. He, he, stuck, he has to keep it in the military side of everything because he doesn't have the authority to do it. Only the people have the authority to stop this. If the people are waiting on the politicians to stop it, it will never be stopped because the politicians exist as a result of the Reconstruction Act and can't stop it. That's what we're trying to get the people. They can't stop it. The politicians cannot stop this. Trump cannot stop this. He has to go along with the game because it's in a military state. He can't just all of a sudden declare peace because there's no government to take over. There's no people there. There's only a military form. The people have to come together. And it starts with when we reenact the post office, when we reenact everything. We have to first get the civil authority recognized, which is the Church of Philadelphia, because the Lord is the foundation of everything, and the church is his church, the only one that kept the discernment to, to, to the teachings of the Lord. Therefore, the Church of Philadelphia must be recognized, and this is why it's taking so long, because you're dealing with corruption, and the system itself is perfect. It was built 100% perfect to the will of God. It's the people who are running it who are corrupted by the Luciferian whatever fucking belief system they believe that God doesn't exist and man is God, whatever the 
fuck they're doing up there. The little baby killer molesting little eating motherfuckers. I don't know what the hell they're doing up there. But that's where the corruption comes in. The system itself is not corrupted. The people are corrupted. And that's why you cannot war against the system. You cannot go against it and say it must be abolished and destroyed. You cannot do that because that gives them justification to come after you because that's like, an, that's like, uh, that's like a virus attacking the immune system of the body. Mm-hmm. The immune system will respond. Even if it's corrupted and fucked up, it's still going to respond. And it's going to destroy whatever's there, even if it's healthy tissue. That's why it's so imperative that we understand it and everybody gets on the same page. None of this shit going over here, going over here. I mean, it's done. It's either we all get on the same page and united we stand or divided we're going to fall because dividing is what they do best. And you can see it everywhere. They're dividing everybody on any little thing they can divide them on. I don't care what it is. The sky is blue. You're going to have a camp that says the sky is purple. And now they're going to be divided and argue with each other. Boom. And as soon as they argue with over that bullshit, now they cease to ignore, now they ignore what's going on around them. This is why it's so fucking painful to see this. Because everybody is divided on everything. And either we get on the same page or we're fucked. End of story. Yeah, I like and that part. Sooner, and, and the sooner people understand that and realize it and stop trying to argue, then we'll be better off. We can start here. You can start anywhere you want. It's all the same bullshit. The all capital letter name is a nom de guerre. It's a name of war. They're telling you, or they're or dead. Either way, they're creating a fictitious matter to say you're a dead dude or you're at war with this fucking country. That's what's going on in the courtroom. Nothing else is matters in that damn courtroom. It's all about insurance, and they're they're declaring you dead so they can act, they can administrate you, your interests, and they'll liquidate their liens and put you in, and bring you up to be the living man to bring you up for the one transaction under UCC whether eight uh, two to go whatever it is eight, I think it is eight dash two hundred one or something like that. And then you're immediately put back down in purgatory to work off your scent. Or they're declaring you at war and falsifying a bounty contract. Now they get their pensions paid for. And that's what's going on. And if we continue to allow it, we continue to perjure ourselves. We continue to lie and deceive ourselves. And this must stop. This is why I've dedicated the site to that. This is why I've, I'm so happy to have you here. So you can show the people that, that this is, I mean, it works. Once you put your faith in it and you stand on it and start walking it, it fucking works. And there's nothing they can do to fight it. Now, they'll play games like you didn't follow proper procedures and all the other crap. And, and it's bullshit because it creates a monopoly on the law because now you have to have an attorney, which means you have to submit yourself to be a ward. And if you don't have an attorney, you're denied access to the courts, which means they just have a monopoly on the fucking courts. That's bullshit. You brought, me into, your court. You brought me into your fucking court for, 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 for standing whatever. Therefore, now you offer me, now you have to give me perfect security because I'm in your foreign land. 
Because that thing is all capital letters, man. I don't know what the hell that thing means. It's a fucking foreign, it's foreign language. And we have to approach that that way. Excuse me. Oh, I don't understand foreign language. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. You know, they want to play the games of, of competency and incompetency and all that other shit. Let them. Let them play their fucking games. You just walk right over it like they walk right over you. Fine. You want to play your game? What are you trying to do today? Your honor, you're trying to kill me? You're trying to, you're trying to make me, you're trying to declare me dead or at war? Which one is it today? Because you have my answer to both. Yeah. Why are they not contacting the state of birth with the matter instead of enticing you into servitude because you didn't register the fucking name they did? So why do they keep trying to contact you? The only reason is is because you led them to believe you were the one you were the one taking care of the accounts. And that's the only thing that that's the only thing I've ever found that's that makes any sense to me about what's going on is we did this somewhere where we made it appear like I was the one in charge of that account. I'm the broker for any deal made in that account and I I I you know, or whatever. So now you mean you came up, man. It's just awesome. It's just so awesome, man. And and I, I just I I love what you I love how you handled yourself. I love what you did. I mean, we got you out six months before the fucking trial. I mean, oh yeah, exactly. It's got to mean something, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you got support six months before you were supposed to. I mean, yeah. that alone is amazing. Yeah. For you to be sitting here on the phone with me is even more amazing. Yeah. And it's and, and it is. It's like a blessing and a miracle. You gotta post the public defender letter that he returned to me to the website. So everybody yeah, can I'll, see it for themselves. I'll, I'll post I'll post it on the website. I just I just haven't I just haven't done that yet because I've been busy with other with a couple other things here, but but I mean everything that you everything you did it's just it was perfect. It had to it had to go that way. Because you're sitting here talking to me. Yay. You're talking to everybody else. You're t- I mean, you're talking I mean, we've got damn, I think I just doubled my record here. I think I got thirty people on here now. I don't know how many we got here. I don't know, it doesn't tell me. Who knows? But yeah, I mean I got all kinds of people and, and this is beautiful, man. Now we got you talking about it. Instead of me just blah 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 and out into the ether, I got I got a witness now who actually yeah. walked walk. Well, I've been listening to you for three years, two or four years. No. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I I know that now. Before, I had no idea what you knew. Yeah, but I mean, still, this is still beautiful because you still took it all into consideration and you worked it and you worked it to make it vibe to to make it work. Every day. I read I, I read the paperwork things. every day. Yeah, you internalized everything. Yeah. And I'm I mean, I don't know if, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm damn proud of you. <laughs> I know I, I know I know God is proud of you too because you're sitting right here, man. You got you I mean he, it was like a blessing you got out. And and I mean it's just well, you know, the Bible's public law, 97-280, so I said, you know, if I walk in there and they don't like it, then, I mean, they can, you know, they can 
go wherever they want to go because I I really don't care. I mean, um, you know, Bible's public law. They have to recognize it whether they want to or not. The president has to swear in on a Bible with a Supreme Court judge holding the Bible or whatever, however that works. And, and that's so the it highest, is what it is. That's the highest of the law. You know, that, that one dude who does the gloss has that you know hierarchy thing. It goes God, man, and everything else. So if it's God's law, then man must follow God's law, not man's law, because man's law is common law. Yeah. Because it's governed on the light of reason of man, not of God, not of man. It's Luciferian. Common law is a fucking trap. It's Luciferian. You either go God's divine law or you're lawless. And God's law is just natural, natural law, man. I mean, it, it's obvious. And it's, it's, it's obvious because it's all around you. And that's where I found all the truth is all around me and everything, everywhere you go, you just look at it and there's truth. The law of usufruct is in place everywhere you go, the rules, the, the existence of it. And animals and, and the plants and the water, the plants take up the water, the plants supply the, the clean out the water itself so the water is clean while the plants use the water to survive. The, the plants use up the carbon dioxide that all the animals breathe out to provide them fresh fresh nutrients. The animals provide the, the fertilizer via their droppings and, dead, and, and their death to the plants. It all exists in usufruct. Everybody has their duty. Everybody has their meaning. Everybody has their duty. The only one who hasn't found their place in this world yet is man. But, it, but when you're dealing with man on man, it's all... Anybody attempting to use you to ensure something or do something, I don't care what it is, it, it, there's a natural divine law of usufruct in place. And now the one using you has a duty to you. Deuteronomy, I believe. I, duty unto me. Deuteronomy. It's the duty unto you. If you're going to use other people to live like a king at their expense of being a pauper, you owe them a fucking duty because now you've diminished their life. You've adulterated their life. Because adulterate means the lesson. So all these people who want to live like fucking kings at the expense of the people and keep them living this way and keep them underfoot, owe the people a usufructory obligation. And now is the time to not let that go. By saying it doesn't fucking exist. It does exist. The name exists. It's a usufructory interest. And they're making use of it. Therefore they owe it to you. Because they took it from you. If you did not exist. That name would not exist. It can't exist without you. Nothing else after it exists. Therefore it's all derived from you. And taken from you. For the purposes of what? The purposes of keeping the quote, state, or the quote, that go the, the government, alive. Because otherwise, it would just be dead. It wouldn't even be there. And this is the nature of what I've been trying to teach on the site. And I may not be the best at it. The site may be confusing. But it's all in there. Everything we've talked about <coughs> in, our, in, our, in our talk, on our phone calls, and everything you've read, you used it. <clears throat> it's all there. And this is, you know, that's why I haven't revamped the site yet. I haven't really done it because I don't really know where to begin. You know, it's just, it, this is the way it was all revealed to Boris, so you all are going to get it revealed the same way. 
But that's what they're doing to, to us. They're trying to adulterate our existence. And adultery is a sin. And if you partake of it and you allow it to happen, then you're, then you're living in that sin. And man, more power. I mean, the, I, I'm just tickled, man. I heard when I first heard that that Monday you were going into court. Uh, Carl called me up at like 8:30. He goes, "Hey, man, Dan has court today." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Dan has court." I go, "What about this happened?" He goes, "I just told him last night." He goes, "He goes." His first question is, "Is that normal?" And I go, "No. They usually give you at least a day or two notice, even if you're in jail." So we went over it, and I go, man, the only thing you can do is stand on the right of subrogation and say the Lord's Prayer. That's it. That's all I could think of because that's all we, that's how we had you. That's how we had everything set up with the paperwork. And that's what that brought about, man, was your faith. Your faith made the paperwork living. Put it onto a rock, and I don't care how small the rock is; it's still a fucking rock, because many a pebble has stopped many a many a soldier. When it gets into his shoe, you couldn't. I mean, have you ever tried walking in a shoe with a pebble in it, man? It sucks. I don't care how small the pebble is. So you, I mean, you you stood on a rock. It doesn't matter how small the rock is, as long as it's not sand. Sand just means wishy-washy bullshit. And that's what that's what happened when you put your faith in. If you, you took your faith. And you made your works visible to the Lord because you stood on the rock and you invoked it. You, 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 we, we, we went in the secular door and then we brought it into the brought it into the Lord through through the through the Ezekiel 34 passage and the and the, and the two Corinthians 5:20 talk. And we didn't use the, the two Corinthians 5:20 language. We used the language because that's the law, man. Two Corinthians 5:20 is the index. Hmm. And that's like reading an index, you know, like like 28 USC, whatever. It's just an index. That's just that's just something to locate. You want to use the words in the law when you write your when you when you contact them. It's like, hey man, you know, you're doing this. You're you're a violation of 15 USC one. Well, you're engaged in a conspiracy to inhibit or control com- or, or deny commerce or whatever it is amongst the several states or even in territories. Hmm. I mean, this is this is how it all. This is what you do to operate the law: is you use the words within the law, and you plagiarize this shit out of it. Because it ain't yours. Even the Bible ain't yours. You're just plagiarizing it. Hmm. You know. I mean, that's all I do. I plagiarize everything. I plagiarize countless number of people's stuff. That's why I never claim it as my own. It's not mine. It's everybody else's. I just took it and twisted it a little. I, you know, you just give it that little hmm, twist, and it goes, oh, suddenly the pieces start fitting. Yeah. But, yeah, just, I mean, it, it's really there. It, it, it's, it's not that it doesn't exist. It's that it's being misused by those who seek to keep themselves exalted above everybody else. You know, that little pyramid thing you see everywhere with, you know, that that everybody keeps doing everything else. Well, these guys, you know, they really believe this. They really believe that the, that the many exist to exalt them up on this pedestal. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't put anybody on a fucking pedestal. 
Why? Because when it falls on me, it's going to hurt. You know, it's all the way, it's all the way around. Those up in power should be the ones who are holding everybody else on their shoulders. That's the way it should work. And in turn, they will be supported by everybody else because they're supporting everybody else. And that's the nature of, of this country. And that's what was built was the state has the usufruct of the man and the man has usufruct of each other and nobody owns anybody here. You're a naked owner of yourself. And you're naked owner because you're naked before God at all times. Not before each other, but before God. Yeah. And there's only two ways to live, either death or life. In fact, I just read an article about this the other day. It was on one of the sites I actually visit on a regular basis. I don't visit too many sites on a regular basis, but this is one of them. It's uh, savethemails.ca. And where was it? This guy had a saying that was really, really cool. All right. I prefer the didache. It's the teaching. The first century seven-page document that's probably the closest thing to real Christianity that we have. It begins, there are two ways, one of life and one of death. And there is a great difference between the two ways. The didache, I think that's how you say it. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. D-I-D-A-C-H-E is ambiguous. It says emphatically that we know the difference between good and evil. And when you encounter those who make good and evil ambiguous, rebuke them and walk away. Okay? It's not, you know, we know the difference between good and evil, right and wrong. Okay? Inherently. You know it. It's called your conscience. Your conscience tells you. Okay? But when they're trying to make it appear like, oh, it's ambiguous, like, oh, who really cares? Fuck that. That's one of life and one of death. The one of life embraces the fact you know the difference between good and evil and you walk it. The one of death means you're combining the two so you make judgment of it. Well, it's not, it's not evil because, or it's, it's, it's good. It's, evil becomes good. Good becomes evil. Well, that's, that's the flip-flop they're all doing right here. You know, and and he was in this whole article. I'll post. I'll post the link to it. But the whole article is he he understands there's a Luciferian initiation that the New Age talks that the New Age people that in other words the UN talk about in the 70s. It makes it simple. When one has no qualms to do evil, there is a greater good. This is why Americans who go to church and pray to God have no qualms about bombing people in the Stone Age on the other side of the world. Or the feminist social worker talks to reluctant teenage girls into getting abortions. And then talks about God and Jesus. It's fucked up. All right? You know, abortion is killing. Thou shalt not kill. You cannot believe in God and go get an abortion. That means you believe Lucifer is God. Because you've just justified it. Well... I'm not this, I'm not, I'm not ready to have a child or it interferes with my life and this and that. They should be having fucking sex. End of story. 
If you're not prepared for the ramifications of the action, don't engage in the fucking action. How hard is that to comprehend? And this is why, I mean, this is what we're trying, I'm trying to, we're trying to get through to people here. And this is why we, we've distilled it down to such a level that, that I believe that, that it, it's going to be even distilled down even more. And it's going to get down to the biblical principle. I have to submit myself to the earthly authority because God ordained they exist. Doesn't mean it's my fucking shepherd. And I don't have to pray to it. I don't have to plead to it. I can pray to my God. I can pray to I can pray to the Lord God because according to Ezekiel, Lord God has, has already declared war on all the other shepherds. Here, where is it? Oh, way down here. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherd, and I will demand my sheep from them and make them cease from feeding sheep. So the shepherds will not feed themselves anymore, but I will deliver my flock from their mouth so they will not be food for them. That's what the Lord said. He wages war against all those who use his people as food to fill the, the, to make them, to make, they, they make his people fat so they can lead them to the slaughter. That's what these courts are doing, people. They're leading you to the slaughter. You're praying to them thinking, you know, I have to plead guilty or not guilty. No, I don't. I can pray to my Lord. I can pray to Jesus. I can pray to Christ. That's my Lord. It's his kingdom I'm entering into, not theirs. And they can have their Luciferian bullshit. And they can shove it up their fucking ass and go run around and play with their little idols and go butt fuck each other into fucking oblivion. I don't care anymore. All right? The Lord is, is, has come. And he's either in you or he's not. You either accepted him within or you haven't. If you're waiting for some mythical fucking creature to come out of the sky and save you, you're fucked. That means you believe in Lucifer. Because it's internally, that's the second coming of Christ is going to come from the hearts of the sinners. As they stop their sinning ways because they realize, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this life. I don't want this for my children. I don't want this for my grandchildren. I don't want this for my grandchildren's grandchildren. And that's what this is all about. It's not about getting your stuff back. It's not about stopping it. It's about, it's about fighting for the kingdom. We're in a war of a spiritual nature. It plays out on this material realm. And either people get on that page or they're screwed. They're done. Because the Luciferians are fucking tricky fuckers, man. Tricky, tricky, tricky fuckers. They've had thousands of years to practice this shit. We've just only recently started mobilizing. But yeah, man, but I thank you very much for coming on. I know you got to go here shortly, so um, I don't know if there's anything else you'd like to say. <laughs> yeah, I got I got I got to go back on the 28th, so we gotta we gotta cover yeah, we'll, what we're gonna we'll do. We'll we'll talk more about that one. And um and then um I'm gonna post the 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 letter from the public defender on the website and yeah I'll do I'll, I got that public I just I downloaded I just haven't done it yet so I'll get that done as well. 
And uh, um, I don't know. I'm just tired, but it's been good to be here. And um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually in a church right now as we speak inside this shelter. So, uh, kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, baby. I mean, dude, awesome. That's all I have to say, man. And and you can walk with your head high because you know you know you're you're you you you've done your you you've chosen your side. You've walked it. Yeah. You're on that side of the fence now. Yeah. I admire I, I admire what you have done. And I applaud you and you should be very proud of yourself. Yeah. Well and I thank you for coming on for being and being a witness. Well, I couldn't have done it without all of y'all too, so so thank you. Yeah, man. All right, baby. It was uh it was a lifesaver to have you on the phone with me when I was in that uh in that mental hospital because I was like, man, I hope they don't try to provoke me into anything by you know being stupid and try to keep me here. You know, yeah. it was yeah, it was it was something else. So it's beautiful. Thank you. I mean. I mean, I'm glad I was there for you. You know, I mean, I mean, that's that's what I'm here for. You know, I may be a little rough and I may yell and scream and this and that, but you know, it works. <laughs> <laughs> got to wake up from the. We got to wake up from the apathy. Yeah, I mean, you got to wake up from 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 whatever you're trying to bring in, and and some of the stuff people come in with doesn't work with what we're doing. Yeah. You know. But all right, Dan, I'm gonna let you go so you can get some sleep. Awesome. Thank you, dude. All right, man. Thank, thank, thank you for coming on and sharing your story. I'm sure there's many people who will get, will get a lot out of it. Yeah, I hope so. All right, thank you. All right, and then we'll be we'll be in touch again to talk about talk about the hearing on the 28th. Okay. All right, man. All right. All right, man. Love you, dude. Thank Take care. Thank you. All right, guys. There we go. That was the beauty of it, man. We got, we got. I, I think I talked about everything I wanted to talk about tonight, man. And, and Dan's story is just phenomenal. I mean, it was just we had limited contact, we had limited resources, and we still got it, and he still got it done. You know, so. But yeah, so we got to get on the same page, guys. That's all there is to it. Understand what's going on. Understand that they're declaring you either dead or at war. And your verification of complaints or commercial redemption stuff, all that stuff we're doing shows that we're not dead and we're not at war. But what the hell, what, what do you got next? What's next in your bag of tricks, Lucifer? What other accusations can you make that show me that I'm not worthy of God's kingdom? Okay, that's really what it is. The accusation in that courtroom is not what they're coming at you as. They're trying to get you to argue that, to give them something to, something to say that you're doing it or not doing it. It's irrelevant. The, 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 the accusation is you are not worthy of God's kingdom. You're at war with the war of God or you're dead to God. And it all plays out here. So when you do your verification and complaint and all this other stuff, it may be secular in nature, and it may not be all the biblical stuff, 
But when you give the judicial notices, we've transmitted, we've translated it from secular into into uh, scriptural. And then you stand on it by doing the Lord's Prayer, because that shows where your faith is. Because what were the instructions when you're before the heathens, those who war against God? Then all you can do is pray. And to plea is to pray. So when they ask you, what do you plea? It's how do you pray? And the answer is always simple. Our Father who art in heaven. And you can see, as long as you stand on it, we're coming to peace. Their actions are against peace. That's what makes it war crimes. And when the time comes, they will have no place to hide. And it's coming soon. So, all right. Yeah. So, I know uh, I'm all, I, I was all excited when I heard about that. And I just wanted, I just, I've been waiting all week. I haven't talked about it to hardly you know, Anybody but those close to me, and a couple and a couple of people I've been helping with their court cases, but I was waiting for this, and I just I just said fine. Everybody's got to see this one, and, and I asked the and he agreed so graciously, and I love him for it. I love that he told you the story, and it just shows that, that once you once you internalize this and actually and actually take it all in, then you can adapt to the environment which you find yourself into because that's the secret of life is adapting to the environment. And like I said, I don't have anything else to say. I'm just going to start repeating myself and keep continuing. So, wow, look at that. I have all kinds of people on today. That's awesome. All right, guys, but I'm going to post the letter the, the public defender sent back to him. We gave him the notice of, that the public defender is to be, is basically just a peacekeeper. And yeah. and now, uh, and now we know. Now we know that it is the Lord's prayer that's gonna that's gonna seal that deal. And you just have to be you just have to be standing. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna threaten you with jail. They're gonna threaten you with bailiffs putting their little gloves on and getting ready to fucking take you away. Maybe three or four. I've had three or four surround me. I've had eight of them surrounding me one day. I mean, my buddy, my buddy and I went into a court case and we, we, I, we, the judge started talking to us and we were just sitting there. I mean, we weren't. I mean, I, I guess he thought I was asleep and my buddy made a comment or looked on his text message or something. And you know, the judge got kind of nervous by us, so we left and. I mean, it was hilarious, Dak. That was that was an awesome day where you when you, when you could walk right through and just go, nope, I'm following orders of the judge. Don't want to disappoint him. And you walk right through the security checkpoint where they have themselves set up to look like you know to be behind their little plexiglass little shields where they can't touch anybody. And you watch ten of them be powerless to stop you from walking out the door because they're stuck behind panes of glass like fish. How you know how cool that is? Just say, nope, I gotta leave. I got a judge told me to leave. I'm gonna follow the orders of the judge. 
and then turn around and see eight of them there and you ask them for their registration certificates to under a peace officer and they pull their little notepad away and say, you win this one. I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, you want them all. You know, I mean, it's just, some things are just amazing when you do things. When you, when you actually walk this path and you actually take this information to heart, not you, not like, oh, I have to get my stuff back, but as your way to get back to God, because that's what you're being shown, because that's how what it's shown to me. Remember, I never started off just looking for God or Jesus or anything like that. I just looked for truth. And it led me, all this stuff led me to the point where Jesus and Christ is in me. I can feel it. You know, you, you, I can, you know, he, he talked, you know, the, the, the universal spirit talks through me. And I don't know where, like I said, I don't know how all this, I don't know how all this got put into my, my head and how it comes out, but that's the only way I can explain it is, is that consciousness is, is within me and it's coming out. So it's like tapping into the universal, universal computer, you know, the crystal, the, 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 the whole crystal. And the first thing we got to do is put your internal crystal back together. And the part of it is taking your shard, taking the shard and shoving it back in so your light can shine once more. Because it's our own hubris that causes the shatter. Nobody else did it. It's our own hubris. So it takes you coming back. It It takes a lot of time to reform that crystal. And for me, it took, you know, years of being alone, 10, 10, 12, 15 years or whatever it was before I ran into the group of people that I hang out with now. No, I didn't talk to anybody. I, I just went off on my own. It was so bad, my mom forgot my birthday one year. That's how, that's how much I disappeared. This testimony, can you express how the right to set up UCC can help that you spoke of last week? Well, what do you think the right of subrogation is? That's the right to set off. And then you just, you, you, that's your paperwork. That's what you throw in there. And your paperwork speaks to them because they're heathens. They speak to idols. They speak to flood. They speak to wood and false images. You just come in there and do your Lord's prayer. When you speak, it's always the Lord's Prayer. Your paperwork is, hey, man, the state of birth did this. I'm exercising the right of shop using my right of subrogation, and we'll go ahead and take care of this matter because why are you coming to me? If you're going to come to me, I demand you give, give me the right of subrogation, and I'll be more than happy to help you out. Otherwise, how can I take over? The, how can I do anything with this when you'd be, act, you'd be asking me to act against my Lord? Because you're coming in there with an all-cap name. Well, that's a gloss. Well, what's a gloss? Gloss is an interpretation of something. Well, when you put it when you put it up there, what are they interpreting as the all-capital letter name? As the all-capital letter name, it's a fictitious name, name of dead person, and I'm the guest. So when I'm acting in the name of an of a, of a, of a all-capital letter name, first of all, I'm leaning deception. I'm saying I'm dead, and I'm at war. Boom, the trifecta of holy fuck, you're screwed. You know, 
I mean, that's really, that's really what's going on. And they're keeping us in that state of war. So we're being offered in a voluntary servitude. So I can do an exercise, write a set off against any little damn well I please, because you're using me to underwrite your fucking venture. I didn't want to be at war. You declared war against me. Like, like in that one movie, what was it, Malcolm X? We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's really what it is. You got some guy who needs to practice law. So he's going to go out there and recruit. That's what the little uh, cannonball on the flag is outside the courthouse, by the way. It's a recruitment center. So they're going to recruit you to be an enemy of the state, dead to God, and thus a heathen, and now we're justified in the treat you like shit. That's how come you have less rights in the womb than you do outside. That's how come the ego has more right than you do. Because you're being recruited to be an enemy of the state. And that's what that all capital letter shit means. And it does exist. Because the results exist. It's like the wind. I can't see the wind. You know, there's a movie called Small Soldiers. I don't know if y'all have seen that one. Um, there's these little toys that were given that were given weapons, weapons grade um, CPU processors, so they could learn and they could adapt. And you got one side who wants to kill the Gorgonites, and the Gorgonites just want to live in peace. Well, Major Chip Hazard and all the all the soldiers are like they're like that government enemy. You know, everything else is just a toy. And, and, and the Gorgonite dude, you know, the head one, looks up and he sees a, the leaves moving in the tree. And he's like, he's like, he's like uh, whatever the small soldier, whatever they're called, the, the, the chip hazard people are called. I forget what their, their names were. Or the, the elite, commando elite. He goes, commando elites are in the tree. And the kid who's with him, he goes, no, that's not, that's, that's not them. He goes, that's the wind. And he's like, the wind? He goes, yeah, you, you can feel it, right? And he's just plastic. You can't feel anything. And he goes, just because, just because you don't know something is there doesn't mean it doesn't exist. The wind exists because you feel the effects. The government exists because you feel the effects. They're using that name, and you're going to feel the effects. That's what it's all about. It's, it's the effects, the cause and effect. You know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. There's always a cause, and there's always an effect. You know, the cause of the wind is you have a low pressure and a high pressure, and everything in the middle is the wind. It's the same thing with government. You have a high pressure and a low pressure. It's one who wants to go to peace, the other one who needs war to exist. They need war to exist. They, 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 they have to have it, or else they don't exist. So, therefore, the only way to come into it is to be the peace that ends the war. And the only way you can be the peace that ends the war is to surrender. But you're not surrendering to the, quote, government. You're surrendering to Christ. And since you've been adopted or been adopted into that thing called government, you now have the ability to take it over as one of Christ's soldiers so we can continue to bring heaven here on earth. And that's really what it's all about. Everything else is just war. Everything else is just war. Saying it doesn't exist. Saying it's not me. Saying this don't apply. Saying this. Saying this. It's all fucking war. Why? Because you're fighting it. The very nature of saying, this doesn't exist, prove it. Because now it exists to give you something not to, not to prove. I mean, give you something to believe doesn't exist. It's like protesting for peace. That's fucking retarded. Because war must exist to give you something to protest for. 
You cannot protest for the end of war because war must exist for war, for you to give something to protest against. It's asinine to think that way. And everybody does so because, hey, we have the right to peaceful assembly and peaceful protest. You can go, well, yeah, because you're protesting something that you don't want, therefore it must exist, or you're assembling to fight something that, that exists. So, or, so it's, it's just asinine. And we keep getting ourselves in this because we fail to want to expand ourselves and fail to want to come into a thinking that's different than what got us into the problem. So I got a, oh, I got a, I got a cue. All right, baby. Let's see what we got here. All right, you're up. Who am I talking with? Master Mikey? You there? Greetings. Hello? Hey, what's going on? Going pretty good. How about you, brother? I'm doing very well. Great to hear that, Boris. Just wanna, just wanna um, uh, talk about one of the experiences I had going into uh, going into court, actually. Uh, yeah, go ahead. For uh, for uh, the case was uh, so-called uh, shoplifting and uh, uh, driving with no license. And uh, well, anyways. Well, here's the, uh, this is my, I just want to speak about my experience in court, um, how I believe it was a mistake and they, uh, they locked up the name, uh, the judge, the judge, uh, me and the judge went at it or, you know, he tried to find out who I was and, uh, he kept asking me who I, uh, are you, are you, uh, Gene Michael Amador? He kept, we kept going at it with the name and, uh, he asked me, uh, he kept asking me, are, do you use the name, um, no, wait, are you uh, G. Michael Amador? And I kept telling him, well, I believe I've been known to use that name, and uh, I just want to help settle this matter honorably. And then he insisted, if I was, he kept saying if he was that name, I'm like, well, I believe I was, I've been known to use that name. And so uh, we, me and him kept going at it, and uh, he called for recess to come back to court. Uh, so I came back to court. They had about, like, five. They had like about, it was only one bailiff inside there. When I got back inside that court, there was about five bailiffs. Uh, uh-huh. uh they, they, uh, call, you know, they, it's, it's funny how you see them, uh, have like a, like a team huddle. Um, you yeah. can see all that, you can see all that happening. Uh, uh, you can see the judge speaking to the bailiff, speaking to the prosecuting attorney, speaking to the public defender to, cl- to have me claim that I am that name. And, uh, you can just see all this happening, and so you know he called. I calls up the name of the case again, and uh, there's like five bailiffs in there. There's two behind me, two in front by the uh, next to the judge by the side of her, uh, by him actually by the side of him, and uh, asked me about if I'm that name. And I, I I went in there. I'm like in the matter of you know I'm, I've been known to use it, and mm-hmm. uh, he asked me. He asked me, sit down. He asked. He told me to sit down. Right. At one at one of these parties, he told me, "Can you sit down, please?" And then I didn't question. I, I'm I'm pretty. I didn't question. See, this is the thing that I, I want to get to, Boris, and I want to find out if this could be the reason why I went into, why I went into a so-called jail. Uh, he asked me to sit down, and then 
I didn't I didn't question. I didn't question when you told me to sit down. I didn't question when uh just uh the sitting down part. And so next thing you know, when I I sat down, when you told me to sit down, I get a I get these two. Uh, he asked me to sit down, and I was back into the public, and I sat down into the public without questioning that. And next right. thing you know, uh, next thing you know, uh, they take they take the net. I get too big when I sit down back in the public side. Next thing you know, uh, the judge authorized him to uh, take me in, and uh, then the bailiff and two bailiffs come from the pub, uh, from the from the side of the uh, where the judge was at, and then comes over uh, comes to me and starts grabs me and tells me to uh, you know that I gotta go with them or whatever. So I follow their orders or whatever. And so I just told the judge, judge, is this how you treat all witnesses or whatever? And then uh, the judge just kept going on with the case and. Uh, Next thing you know, I'm 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 inside uh, I'm inside jail and uh, I'm thinking about what where I went wrong with it and I'm guessing could this be the reason why I went to jail is because I didn't question their authority or could it be they yeah, were talking right. to the name could it be they were talking to the name and I answered to the name could that be the reason? Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna give you another story here. Roger Elvick. This is where I started. Roger Elvick was talking to some kid and. Or I was talking to someone who went to court, and this kid was in there. And this kid had a toothpick in his mouth. And he was really cocky about it. He was asking everybody what his name was and everything else. And they would ask him questions. And he's like, what this, what that, what this. So they finally said, okay, get out of here. And, and, and the kid walked out, you know, got up, walked out. Almost when he got to the door, the judge said, take that toothpick out of your mouth. The kid took the toothpick out of his mouth, and the bailiff immediately jumped on him. As soon as you take an order from them, you're part of their military command. It's like going in for um, volunteering for the army. If you ever volunteer, if you ever go into an army or a military, and they have this little line that you stand on, and they ask you if you volunteer, take a step forward. Well, if you take a step forward, you just volunteer. But if you take a step backwards, you just volunteer. The only thing to do is stay put. And that's what you have to do with all this stuff. So once you once you take your stance, you have to stand on the you have to stand on it because that's your rock, that's your faith, that's what you believe. And and, and, and Boris, uh, so, so yeah, exactly. So they locked up the name, and next thing you know, I have to I have to go back to the judge. Yep. And so, so I stick to my, I stick to, I stick to it, and I, and I, and I do the same thing. Even though you know I'm inside jail with these orange pajamas, that's I, right. Uh, yeah, even though I'm in there with the orange pajamas, I do the same thing, brother. The calls up, and I'm inside the, the, I'm inside, uh, I'm inside jail, and they, uh, they have a court hearing again, and, uh, and uh, I do the same thing. Even though I, I'm already in pajamas, I, I kept saying, you know what, this. It's in my heart. I believe it. And so I went in there and I said it again. I'm here for the matter. It was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm, I come here as a peaceful inhabitant. And then uh, they had a huddle. After that, I seen what happened. They had a huddle up again with a, with a public defender. Yeah. To, to keep claiming that I'm that name. Um, and uh, they they keep they, – it's funny how, like, they put all these people to uh, to test you. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, I mean could it be a test? You know, it's, it's a test, I believe. And uh, yep. I actually, I actually have the recording, brother. If you will, if I can play it, with, that would be helpful, so you can hear how it kind of like went down. Or uh, yeah, um, we can put that on the website if you want. You can send it over okay. to me, and I'll, I'll post it. Perfect. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna. I mean, I don't know how it's gonna come out on the talk show. So 
So I'd much rather have it where people can hear it better. And if you would, if you could um, send it to me at I am some dude um, two at Gmail because Yahoo is pissing me off. So we're going to go to Gmail from a lot for a lot of stuff. Um, Yahoo, for some reason, decides that they want to make their mail servers really, really slow. So. Yeah, and, uh, also the uh, um, I I mean, it's funny because you know I mean it's it's great, brother. I I I love this. You know I've been doing this since I was I was uh I was in juvenile. The first time I ever done it was in juvenile court, brother. And uh, oh really? Uh, so you're young yeah. guy. You're young guy. What, what are you? What are you about? Twenty one? Twenty? Um, right at the body I use right now is twenty uh twenty three right now. But I've been and you've been doing this since juvie. Sixteen, yeah, brother. Since uh since I was 16. damn dude. And, uh, Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, um, beautiful, brother. The first time I ever, my first case ever, brother. Um, the judge opened the doors for me. She, uh, she, I, very simple, brother. It's so. I mean, this stuff is like simple. I mean, she, I, I went in there, gave her what she needed. Judge, oh, she looked at me. She didn't know what to do, brother. She, she like, she's like, wait a minute. She even had to hold. She had to like have everything like stop and hold for a little bit. She's like, wait a minute, please. And then she started talking to the uh, she started talking to the uh, secretary. Next thing you know, the sheriff pulls me to the side, says, "Hey, what name do you use? What school do you go to? That's you. Go back to the stand and say the say say that that's you." I go back to the the stand. I say, "I've been known to just use that name." And then judge uh, judge just said, "Okay, fine, fine, fine." And she just uh, went on with the case, dismissed all charges, and uh, I thanked her. And she was the after I thanked her, she gave me this smile looked at me and said, you're welcome, like a very peaceful, so like a, in a very peaceful way. And she was like, she she literally opened the doors for me, and uh, I realized after that, they they love, you know, you will be loved. <laughs> they'll, they'll love you. They love you. They'll love you. Like, they will, they, yeah. they love you. That's if right, you man. Honor, if you stay in honor. And then, you know, I after I seen that, the second time I go back into second juvenile court case, I go back in there. I said I've been known to use that name. Next thing you know, she's all like, no, she asked me. She didn't even ask me if I was that name. She just asked me, have you been known to use that name? And then I asked her, what do you mean by known as? Do you mean using it? And she's all like, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, they're right, right. By your fruit, you shall be known. So they started knowing you. Yeah. And And I mean... It's just, it's that easy. And, I mean, I mean, I explain it. I mean, all I do on my website is I just explain the inner workings of it. Oh, I love it. You know, how, how it's all been done to me. But the reality is, is none of that shit matters when you're before that judge. Because the only thing that matters is the contract you enter into at that point in time. You're only as good as your last contract. And if you, you have the right to not contract. It's like that movie. It's like that movie, uh, Roman J. Esquire. You know, he was going through all these legal disputations, and uh, next thing you know, he figured out, you know what, the judgment's inside, the judgment's in within. You know, that we're the we're the only ones that can give us justice to ourselves. And uh, the beautiful movie, actually. Have you ever seen that movie, Boris? What what movie? Roman J. Esquire. It just came out uh, a couple months ago. Oh, did it? No, I haven't. I haven't read. I haven't seen that movie yet. Oh, brother, I'm gonna have brother, to watch that, check that, check I'm that, have to watch that one now. Check that out. I said, "Oh my God, they they tell us, <laughs> and they say they don't tell us." 
Yeah, they tell us everything. Dude, damn, man, I, you're you're like you're like the bonus testimony. That's like a second witness, man. God, you know, it, the spirit must be here with us and must be in truth because look what we got. We have two or more. We have two or more gathering. Two more gathering. Yep, there you yeah. go, brother. <laughs> two or more gathered, baby. I have two I have two witnesses gathered here. Now I'm just like, woo, baby, the stare, I can feel it, man. I can feel the the the, the bumps on my skin and the energy going down yeah, my back. Really it's awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. It's awesome, man. I thank thank you, man. I, this is this is unexpected. Thank you. So, yeah, I've been, man. I've been wanting I've been wanting to speak to you, boy. It's been it's you know, I mean I've been hearing the talk shows, you know, you and Batty a while back that, you know, I I learned a lot from actually, you know, just listening. To you, Batman, and a couple of other people, you know, so I really appreciate yeah. it. I love you guys, and uh, you know, if it wasn't for you guys, I probably wouldn't be at the same boat. I've been looking for this my whole life since I was in high school, because I knew it since high school. You know, I have been had this feeling there was something wrong, and and I kept tumbling down the rabbit hole, going down, and uh, I found you guys luckily, and uh, I was like, wow, <laughs> I thank you guys. Like, if it wasn't for you guys, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at now. That's just, I mean, dude, another one, man. I love you, brother. I love you, man. You should be proud of yourself. You should walk with your head high and and this, and, and know that you this, that, that you are filled with the light. This little light of mine. That's I'm right. Shine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, brother. I feel oh, it. I believe I'm here. Awesome I believe I'm here. I believe I'm here on earth as a witness to give firsthand testimony. That's, That's it, right, baby. That's all we're That's here it. for. That's it. There's nothing. I, I mean, I see it all. I see it every day. Every day I see it. And it's like I have to battle the battles within, the ego, the battles within every day. And it's like, yeah. you know, you love these people. You love everybody. And, it, oh, my God, it's just the energy. Everybody is just beautiful. And, you know, you wish you can teach everybody this shit. But it's just like you already know who's going to listen, who's not. And, you know, yeah. you, can only do, you can only do so much for these people. And just be the just give them first ten testimonies. That's it. That's Try it, to help man. one of them. That's know? it. And that's all I do. All I do is just make the information available. What everybody else does with it, I don't care. Because yeah, I know that I know the truth. Yep. I know. It, it, why is it that? I mean, I, I go through all these talk shows, and then it's like, wow, like, why can't we keep it K I S S? Keep it simple. You know, why can't we keep it simple? And you go to all these talk shows, and you talk about like. They go into these legal disputations, and it's like, why? Why go there? You know, it's like. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, to me, it is just, I, I don't know. I I still don't understand why why everybody's elsewhere. I'm like, man, we've got it. I mean, it's so simple. It's unbelievable. And what you're getting on, on the site itself, you know, all you're, get, all you're getting is the internal workings of it so you can see what's happening. Yeah, you know, the reality of it is, is. Do you walk with the faith or do you not? And that's what it's about. And, Bev, baby, you walk with the faith, man. I love you. It's awesome, man. I just learned something from you tonight, man. It's awesome. It's fucking great. I fucking love you. I fucking love you, boy. <laughs> oh, I love all y'all, man. I, love, I love, I love when people are doing, are, are out there doing it. And dude, it's just so oh, so awesome. It makes you feel. It makes you feel some type of way, don't it? What's that? <laughs> it makes you feel. It makes you feel some type of way, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes. I mean, it's just 
man, I don't know how to explain the feeling. Yeah. It's just I can feel it. It's just the, the, the energy is just the, the, the love, everything coming out. And, and it's just, you know, when you hit it right, man, when you get this hit right, dude, they'll, they'll open all the doors for you. Because you're the king. You shouldn't have to do it. A king doesn't open up doors. Everybody else opens up for him. There you go. So, well, damn, brother. That's awesome, yeah. man. And then, That's uh, awesome, man. You, you keep it going on, man. Teach, teach them younger generations what it's what it what it's like to walk as a man. You know that's what that's what you that's what you, that's what that's what we need, man. More younger, more young, more of the younger generation, so they can teach each other what it, what it's like to walk as a man. In the in, in the steps of God, in the steps of Jesus, because that's what it takes. It, it takes walking like a man to make to show what a man really is, and it's not what everybody thinks. It's not this this bulky alpha male type shit. No, it's one who walks in the path of God. And you know, walks, I mean, dude, it's so awesome, man. Awesome. It's like that. It's like the. It's like the Assassin's Creed, huh? Everything is permitted, isn't yeah. it? Everything's permitted. Yep. Everything's permitted, but what are you gonna do? How are you gonna walk? This, that's what it means to have free will. You can do anything you damn well please, but are you prepared for the ramifications of it? Beautiful. I love yeah. you, brother. Thank, thank you for your testimony, man. This is awesome. I wanted to just give you first-hand testimony, and I wanted to meet you, and I wanted to speak to the world about this. Dude, that's gotta... awesome, man. I, 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 I love it, man. Love it. Love it. Can't <laughs> wait for more people like this to come forth. More. I'm like, more, more. We want more. We want more of that spirit to come through. More of the more of it. It's just something you can't get enough of now. Day in and day out. Oh, nope, I can't. Uh, yeah. Day in and yeah. day out, baby. And, you, and you're looking around you at all the other people your age, and it's just like, man, what the hell are you all thinking? Brother, oh, my oh my gosh. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. How, how oh, I don't know how much people cannot wrap their heads around this. It's just something... Something I just love speaking about, and it's like if the person, you know, when the te- when the student is ready, the teacher will be there, and yeah. you know, they're not ready for it. It's just, oh my gosh, it's just like they're not ready to embrace. They're not ready to embrace this truth. I mean, I'm not sure, you know, like I'm. Tr- you can only do so much for these people. It just make them think, and then hopefully they they do their own journey and do their research and go along with it, you know. But it's uh beautiful. Yeah. I don't know how I need other way to put it. I don't know, man. It's just I don't know, dude. You're you're you're. Oh, I love the younger generations, man. Yeah, you just just oh, you don't know how happy I am to hear this. Yeah, I've been I've been driving with no license since I was sixteen. Actually, I just you know it's, if I yeah. was driving, I'm just using things, you know. But yeah, you know, it's it's piece of paper doesn't define who we are. It's just that's right. We define who we are Correct. by our by our. Yeah, I had a, I had I, I had a friend of my I have a friend I had a friend who we, we we had a falling out, but she used to have this tagline: "Life isn't about finding yourself; it's about it's about creating yourself." 
And that's really what it is. is you're not defined by that damn piece of paper. If you're defined by a piece of paper, then you believe in idols. And it's just, uh, it's just awesome, man. Awesome. Dude, you can't tell you how happy I am right now. I just, I just can't, oh, my, my, my grin, I can't be contained in this room. My happiness, I mean, it's just, ooh, it's just everywhere, baby. Awesome. You know, I was, at one time, even, even when I was, even when I was inside a uh, jail, you know, the, the public defender was trying to claim, claim to be the, <laughs> they were trying to claim that I was that name or whatever. And so I asked her, I asked her, are you trying to tempt me? Are you trying to tempt, tempt me, right? I, I asked her something like that. And she's like, no. I was like, good, because I come from the land of plenty. For, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the song, uh, Men, uh, Men at Work. Yeah, Men, uh, Men at Work, Land Down Under. Land Down, land down Under, yeah. And so I, I asked her, are you trying to tempt me? Because I come from the land of plenty. That's right. <laughs> and she was just like... I, she was. She didn't know if she was gonna. If she was gonna laugh or if she was like, because she didn't know if I was crazy. It was just like I was like, well, what? What are you trying to make me the claim here? Pretty much, I asked her. You know, like, yeah. I, you know, there's plenty enough for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just you know, enjoy the moment. I believe in it's the best of it, and uh, it's beautiful. I mean, why not have fun? I mean, have fun with it. Like I don't oh, see. I, think, I, I, think I don't. It's, I, uh, <laughs> That's, that's beautiful. It's like you don't even. It's like you just. See, you can only. You you see these guys only as brothers now. You can't. I mean, if there was such a thing as government, you don't even see that anymore. It's like you don't even see all that. All you see is these guys as brothers and sisters. No, you, there's nothing else to it. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that movie. Uh, they live, we sleep, you know, you, you have to see, you have to put on those glasses and, and see all this. And then, you know, you can, only certain people can see what's, what's, you know, yeah, what's, oh, what's they, live. Yeah, yeah, they, they live. live. They live, we sleep or something like that. I don't, I'm not sure if you heard that yeah. movie before. Yeah, They Live is a great movie. It's like one of the first ones I tell people, I was like, go watch that one. So... Well, damn, man, that is just phenomenal, dude. Phenomenal. We got, I mean, this has just been one epic call, baby. You just pushed it over the limit, man. Now it's in stratospheric epic level. <laughs> I mean, it's it's right up there, man. It's, it's right up there with the guy floating in space now and, and the, behind the behind the behind the Tesla car recreating the heavy metal scene from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the golden ticket, the golden ticket, boys and girls, the golden ticket. Yeah, Willy the golden ticket. The Willy Wonka, you know, be, be the children, be the child, ask the questions, you know, they, they tell us, be like children. You know, we we're born, we're born fragile and confused, and we die, we get old and fragile and confused. Could there be no in between? No. Can there be no in between? You know, why grow up? Be like Peter Pan. Right. Why grow up? Exactly. I have people tell me, you know, you're not growing up. But I'm like, of course not. Why the hell would I want to do that? <laughs> yeah, they want to be, they want to grow up and be in between. And then next thing you know, they're fragile and confused again. It's like, no, just just stick to one, you know, 
be the kid when you die. I mean, when you're born and be the kid when you die. I mean, it's the same yep. thing. Dude, and this is just, wow. Like there you one. go, baby. You got all like kinds, of, kinds of people, man. I mean, yeah, dude, you're, you're, you're wise beyond your years now. Yeah, it's, like oh, it's like that South Park episode, Margaritaville. Yep. You ever seen that one, Boris? You ever seen that one, Boris? Oh, yeah, I love that episode, man. That's like one of the best episodes. That and Pinewood oh, Derby. Oh. So it, it speaks about the false, uh, like the false people who always blame everybody else for it. It's funny. The first, yeah. the first part is how they blame everybody else for it, and then he comes up and said, "It's your fault. You're the one." And then you know, the next thing you know, the people are like, "We know he's the only one that makes sense here." And then the, uh, there's that one part where he who is without sin casts the first stone, and then the, and then Kyle explained to everybody how you know you can live your guys freely, how it's all in your head. Yeah. And then, and then the. How your sins are pretty much forgiven at the end, and you know, it's all forgiven. Exactly. It's, all, it's all done. Just use it. Yep. Yeah, oh. and then uh, it's just beautiful. And he can then Pinewood Derby. What that is is they find the space box and that alien ship, and they all hoard it. And the, the 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 universal, I guess, their testers come down and go. Space box are worthless. The only value is what you put into them. But look what y'all did, man. For that, we're just going to cordon you off for the rest of the... We're <laughs> just going to box you in the, so you don't infect the rest of the universe. <laughs> Which one's that one? Which one's I mean, that one, Lord? What's that? That's Pinewood. That's that? the one, Pinewood Derby. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's, there's Margarita, Margaritaville and Pinewood Derby are the two that I recommend people watch. Oh, interesting. I definitely have to watch that. I, I missed that one. i got to catch that one, actually. Yeah. What, what about that? What about that one part of Lion King where 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 uh, Rafi Rafiki Rafiki is showing uh, Simba that his dad's alive still, and uh, yeah. he tells he tells him remember he's all like you've forgotten who you are. he's pretty much God pretty much saying you have forgotten me you have forgotten me who you are look inside yourself Simba you are more than what you have become you must take your place in the circle of life holy Jesus. And he keeps saying, remember who you are. You are yep. the one true king. Remember, remember, remember. <laughs> and he keeps saying that, remember. Like, you know, he's, they're giving us, like, remember who you are. Like, yep. you know, like, remember. They're telling, they're tell, they tell us everywhere. Yeah. You know, and everybody's <laughs> like, well, they didn't give full disclosure. I was like, they did, but they did it. They did it in the form of a child. You have to go to where the children would normally go. Cartoons. And fictions and you know all that other stuff. They tell it everywhere, and it's full disclosure. You've been in full disclosure since birth. We've known it our yeah. entire lives. We know this our entire lives. It's just a oh my god, warriors! It's just like we know this, and it's like Jesus Christ. Isn't that beautiful? It is. I love it, man. I love, I love this, dude. This is just so awesome. We're having fun and we're enjoying the moment, brother. And you know, it's just we know it's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Woo! We're gonna do a Ric Flair. Woo! Yeah, that's what we need, Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, Woo! we need Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, our, our, uh, All right, the guys, rock. Uh, 
have to get going here. Uh, I got things, I got something I got to take care of. So I, I thank you for coming on. Um, dude, just keep, yeah, dude, it's just awesome. I don't have to tell you nothing, man. You know, you know. <laughs> so, man, I, 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 I love you. I love you for coming on, man. I, I don't even know what else to say. Other than that, other than you, you, you've taught you've taught me something tonight. You taught me stuff. You know, taught me how how just I didn't. I was just, I was just like I don't even know. I'm just so happy right now. Fuck yeah, boy. Can't even speak. I'm just so I'm just my grin's so hot. My my grin's so big. My mouth my mouth isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel you on that one right now. I'm just like I have stuff. This this smile has the sound smile since they called you, brother. Yeah, baby. But yeah, man, this has just been one hell of a call. And I, I thank you, and I thank Dan for showing up and, and providing witness testimony. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh man, so just keep going, keep yeah, you know, just keep on, man. See if see if you can break through to that through that uh, younger generation, man. That that generation people seem to be down on. But you guys, yeah. you guys are gonna be the ones to take over for here. We're gonna need more people like you. Yeah, in case I come back, in case, in case yeah. I come back, you know that I can I can I can be taught by somebody else, you know. In case when I reincarnate okay. or something, I can come yeah. back and uh, they'll teach me. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Um, I thank you all for coming out. Y'all are beautiful. I love you all. We've <laughs> this has been one hell of a show, totally unexpected. Um, and I think I just I just thank God for every, everybody's participation, and that the witness is starting to show forth. Man, it's just so awesome. So uh, with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it a night today. Or call it a night right now. And uh, we'll talk again in a few weeks, maybe sooner. So y'all y'all just keep it on, keep the faith going, and uh, keep plugging along, man. We're getting there. We are, brother. We're getting there. All right, guys. Y'all have a good night. I love you. Love all y'all. And uh, God bless everyone, man. God bless, Boris. Have a good bless night, y'all. brother. Love y'all. Y'all have a good night. Love you too, brother. Love you all. All right. Have a Take good care. Night, guys. Have a good night. Bye.